Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of I Know Why the Nick Caged Bird Sings. podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. I'm your host. My name is Steve. <laughs> Joining me as always is my co-host Hannah. Hannah, how are you doing this week? It's just such a struggle. Everything <laughs> has been such a struggle. So to give a little clarity to our listeners, a few weeks ago we announced that we got a cat in the household. And this week, we have started and stopped this podcast for a number of reasons. And most recently, we started re-recording <laughs> because the first file got corrupted. And then we restarted on Sunday when on we Sunday. tried to do it the first time. And then we started again just a few moments ago. And our cat started meowing outside the door. And we said, screw it. Let's start over. We didn't get very far. Here we are. Take three. How are you doing? Great. How are you? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate. Yeah, yeah. And see, Han, if we didn't re-record, then we would never be able to say happy Hanukkah. We would. We would be able to do an eight-day-long celebration. I know. So this week, or... You're just trying to find the silver lining here. I absolutely am. Because, as I mentioned, our file for Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance got corrupted. I know. I clicked save on GarageBand and it said, hey, you need to make room. And I deleted a bunch of stuff. I did not delete Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. I'd, or any of the audio files or, from it. Or any of the audio files. But then once they said, okay, everything's saved, GarageBand is like, you're good to go, Steve. And I opened is it back that what up. It said to you? Yeah. I opened it back up. And it, I I sound like I'm across the room. It did yeah. not pick up Your anything was, from my mic. It was gone. It was just completely gone. So. Yeah, and then Steve never set up Time Machine on his Mac, so then we weren't able to go back in time, so yeah. it was this whole ordeal, and we bought a new uh, external hard drive. A five terabyte external hard drive. I was going to say, drive. like $12,000 later, <laughs> here we are, <laughs> back with another podcast for you, our loyal listeners. Absolutely. We do it for the 15 to 30 of you <laughs> who listen every week. For the fame and for, the fortune. We do it for the glory. <laughs> So this week, as I mentioned, Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance, Electric Boogaloo, where <laughs> this movie picks up where the first movie left off, except, except not, not in any all. way. <laughs> this movie <laughs> might as well be a completely, there completely different movie from the first. There are very few correlations between the first and the second movie, other than the fact that Nicolas Cage is in it, and yeah. he plays a similar character. <laughs> it's barely the same character. So very brief overview of this movie. Johnny Blaze is back and riding he, ghosts. And he's been living with this curse for a few years of the Ghost Rider and he's a little worse for wear and he decides that he wants the curse out of him. So in order to do that, he bands together with an old friend of his who we've never met before <laughs> <laughs> to save and protect a young boy from the devil and we're off and running. So on that note, Han, why don't I turn it over to you and you give us some of the numbers and, and facts the and the figures scenes. and behind the scenes. So this movie sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we agree with the critics. They have given this film a 4.3 out of 10 on IMDb and an 18% out of 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. This movie had a budget of $75 million and it grossed $132 million in the box office. So you might look at those numbers and think, oh, it made money. Like it did pretty well in the box office, critics be damned. But typically speaking, especially with these big blockbuster movies, whatever the budget is that you can find online, they say double it because that's what they spend on marketing. And I remember them marketing the hell out of this movie in 2012, 2011. I... No recollection. Oh, I remember a very specific scene being in the commercials that we'll talk about God. later. <laughs> this movie is so painful to talk about because the first one was fun. It yeah. It was good. It was fine. This was just so atrocious. This was and really we watched bad. it almost a week ago today. Yeah. We watched it on Saturday of last week. Mm -hmm. I have a horrible memory if we watch a movie the night before and then record the next day and I'm 
really am thankful that Steve has the job within this podcast of like relaying the, you know, the plot because I would be absolutely horrible at that. But I really blacked this one out. Um, Yeah. This, I mean. (laughs) So when I go through these behind the scenes things, if it takes me a second to like comprehend what I'm saying, (laughs) I also. Bear with me. When I gave the brief overview just now, I was like, wait, how does he get his Ghost Rider powers out of him? Like he wants to get rid of them. And I was like, oh, "Oh, right. He has to save a a boy. There's a boy in this. And the devil who's a different actor, which I will talk about. Actually, remember, now I'm remembering like what I have written down here. Thank God I take notes. Anyway, Mm. this movie was a, you know, like a collab, if you will, Mm -hmm. between a lot of different artists. (laughs) Oh, that's right. This movie had five production companies. Correct. So this was a collaboration between Marvel Entertainment, which I believe was also the Marvel Knights. Yes. Yeah. So Marvel was they they sold off most of their properties to various different production companies so that's why you have like spider-man who's still under control of sony as opposed to marvel um but by 2011 2012 they had started their avengers movies so they thought why don't we make a new arm of the avengers movies and call them the marvel knights and i think some of them were still loosely affiliated with some of the other production companies obviously you're going to go through them but the only two movies to come out in marvel knights were the punisher war zone which actually wasn't bad and this movie, which was bad. Are you impressed that I remembered Marvel Knights? Because I didn't write that down. Wow. No, I am uh, impressed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's Knights like K-N-I-G-H-T-S, yes. not N-I-G-H-T-S. Right, right. In case you were wondering. Mm-hmm. So like I said, big collaboration between a lot of different production companies who are all, you know, sharing the burden, the budget, and also the high risk that comes with very little reward. And you've got huge production companies like... Like Hyde Park Entertainment. I I don't know Crystal Sky Pictures. I don't know that. And Image Nation. Right. When I saw that, I was like, oh, Imagination. No, no. No, no, it's Image Nation. Nation. (laughs) So I think part of the reason that we've never heard of these, and this is could be completely wrong, but it's a nice segue into my next fact here. This movie was filmed exclusively in Romania and Turkey. Right. Oh, my God. So all the extras were Romanian or Turkish. Um, all of the actors except for two, right? All the extras, I said. Yeah, but even the actors. No. Oh, maybe three or four. Yeah. American. Yeah, sort of. The, they boy, were so the boy was American, right? They were so, I don't know. I don't think he... He uh, had like an American accent. I mean, he could have just didn't. had an accent in English. Yeah. I don't know where his mom was from. She could be American. Who knows? I, it, this movie... I didn't look up anything about those <laughs> actors. <laughs> all right, keep going. I'm sorry. So, the, yeah. So, this movie was filmed all in Europe, Eastern Europe, to be precise. Um, and I forget what movie it was, but on a press tour for a movie that Nick had made a couple years prior to this, I remember in one of our podcasts, he mentioned that he like had just gotten back from eastern europe filming this movie mm. when he was like on that press junket i okay. think it may have been drive angry actually because i remember uh, amber heard being next to him when gotcha. he said that so this movie um was nominated for some awards which is really impressive academy awards yeah academy visual awards. effects yeah <laughs> um this movie was nominated for uh two raspberry awards <laughs> oh the golden raspberries <laughs> the golden raspberries the razzies so um I think I have already shared that in 2011, he was up against Adam Sandler Mm -hmm. for a few different films for Adam and then also a few different films for Nick. And Adam beat him out for worst actor in a movie. Um, Unfortunately, once again, Nick was beat out for worst actor in a movie by Adam Sandler for a different film. I don't. Obviously, he was not in this movie. <laughs> this might have been around the same time as like Jack and Jill. That which... was the year before. Oh, okay. I don't remember what this one was, and nah. I don't care to. Look Doesn't it up. matter. <laughs> and the other award that it won, or that it lost to, it was nominated. Wow, Hannah, get your shit together. Okay, Center. the other, <laughs> the other award that it was nominated for but lost was the worst remake, ripoff, or sequel. Mm. And it lost to Twilight 2. Breaking Dawn, I think, is the name of the second one. 
I've only seen the first one. I read the first book. I saw a great tweet the other day that was like, we should get all of the actors from Twilight mm-hmm. and put them back on the set and try to recreate the scenes from memory. And people thought that was like really funny because Anna Kendrick tweeted a few years back like, oh yeah, I was in Twilight. Like she completely forgot that she was in the movie. I also forgot that she was in the movie. <laughs> but like imagine putting the actors together and they're just like, I'm a vampire. I'm just like, no, you're not. I love you. Do I? <laughs> like, ah, what? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so um, I guess it wasn't the worst movie of the year or else it would have won some of those awards. Oh, so yeah. I guess that's its only saving grace. Mm-hmm. Every um, critic that I've read any of their reviews, it they are scathing. <laughs> yeah, they're not great. Um, so I think that because this movie um, conceptually and also objectively is trash, <laughs> um, any actor that previously was involved when seeing the script, oh my god, that's right, may have decided not to do it. And yep. the two main actors, being Ava Mendez, mm-hmm. she was offered to reprise her role. If you recall from the first movie, or if you listen to our podcast for Ghost Rider, Ava Mendez performed um, Roxanne, who was <laughs> not the song from Sting, <laughs> not the police, song. not the police. Um, so she she portrayed performed portrayed played the character Roxanne who was Nick Cage's love interest. Yes, who and was then, nothing but an oversexualized yeah, being had, <laughs> slab of she meat. Had, yeah, absolutely no personality. Uh-huh. And then um, Peter Fonda played the role of the devil, mm-hmm. who Mephisto Mephistopheles. Okay, was in the movie, but in the comics and in the Marvel world, it's Mephisto is the devil. So. On our last recording of this podcast, or, you know, our first recording of this podcast, we had been talking about why certain things, why they changed the name of the devil. And they haven't really introduced Mephisto in the current Marvel Cinematic Universe. And you, in all of your genius and glory, had suggested that Nick Cage should play Mephisto in the current Marvel Cinematic Universe. He should be the devil. And that's genius. It's genius casting. I'll be honest with you. Did not remember that I said that. Oh my god, I've been really thinking glad about that it all it week. Made an impression on you. <laughs> oh my god, I'm like gonna post it on a message board or something. On Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's that, cool though. Mm-hmm. So I actually have some. I'm looking at my notes here because I, you know, sure didn't read them before we started recording. Nope. But I have some facts about the current Marvel Cinematic Universe and this character, which I will share shortly, but I have a few things Mm. to say first. Mm. So as I mentioned, Ava Mendez turned down her opportunity to reprise her role. And Peter Fonda, who played the devil, Mm -hmm. also turned down his opportunity to reprise his role. In fact, he read the first five pages, Yeah, five pages only it took him, of that script and said, hell, hell to the no. Hell to the no. Hell. Pun intended? <laughs> yeah, pun intended. <laughs> hell to the no. I will not be doing that to my career. And was that the exact quote? I will not no, be doing no. that to my career. Oh, you, did, that, yeah. you the- looked down when you said that. And I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> no, I don't think he said that. I don't know. He may have said that. I don't know. All it said was he flat out refused. I'm pretty sure in the article. Okay. Right? So that's really embarrassing. <laughs> do you blame him? No. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> and um, this movie was originally rated R. Mm. And then the producers got some cold feet and they decided to make it PG-13 mm-hmm. for an, oppor- <coughs> sorry, an opportunity to appeal to the masses a little bit more and make it yeah. a, a tad more marketable since they knew that they were going to have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. So Nick Cage always wanted Ghost Rider to be rated R. Sure. From the from the first movie and then even more so in the sequel, he felt as though this character has a lot of pain and there's, you know, a lot of opportunity for like gore and whatnot. Mm. And mm-hmm. he thinks that this is a bit of a darker story. So sure. he he always like very much advocated for this movie to be rated R or this series to be rated R. So he said, Ghost Rider was a movie that always should have been a rated R movie. David Goyer had a brilliant script, which I wanted to do with him. And for whatever reason, they just wouldn't let us make the movie. The movie is still a good movie. or 
that movie is still a movie that should be made, not with me, obviously, but it should be an R-rated movie. Mm. Heck, Deadpool was an R-rated movie, so this this interview was a couple years ago. Right. Um, well after the release of Ghost Rider Exactly, because Deadpool came out in like 2016 or yeah. something. Heck, Deadpool was an R-rated movie, and that did great. Ghost Rider was designed to be a scary superhero with an R rating and an edge, and they just didn't have it worked out back then. But he says, you know, like they still should make an R-rated Ghost Rider movie, obviously sure. not with me. So he can appreciate that he's definitely too old now to play the character. But he's not too old to put a bunch of dots on his face and play... And play the devil. Of the devil who sits in a giant throne or something and they just CGI the rest. Exactly. It's perfect. So they were going to make a third movie. Oh boy. And then after seeing what a flop this one was, right. they canceled any plans to do it mm -hmm. nick also said that he wouldn't do it even though like I'm pr i read an i read an interview with him that was like while they were still doing press for the movie and he was like i will play this character until i die sure and then the movie came out and immediately after seeing <laughs> Changed the <his> tune. <laughs> yeah he was like no 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 this is it for me i don't need to play this character ever again so the sequel, the whatever, the third movie was going to be canceled. And then Marvel ended up getting the rights to a different version of Ghost Rider, the Robbie Reyes version, mm -hmm. which is seen in this uh, TV show called The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And yes. Steve knows a bit more about this than I do. Yeah. So I, right around, actually, when the Robbie Reyes version of Ghost Rider showed up in the show is kind of when I dropped off the show. I had been watching it pretty religiously up until then. Um, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. goes along with and is in the same world, in the same universe as the Marvel movies. It's just they kind of tackle challenges that are in the background that they're not big enough Kind of for like how X-Men is like the same universe? X-Men is... The X-Men movies are not in the same oh, they're not. cinematic universe. So like Spider-Man doesn't exist in the X-Men universe? Right, right. Well, funny story about that was that they were originally planning on having Tobey Maguire make like a cameo or maybe Spider-Man make a cameo Wait, in heard... the first X-Men movie, but then it fell through. I heard rumors, this is so off topic, I heard oh, rumors yeah. that for the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to be in it, yeah. reprising their like and, old Spider-Man roles. And Alfred Molina and I think Kirsten Dunst. Who's Alfred Molina? He plays Doc Ock. Oh one. yeah, yeah, and Kirsten Dunst. I think so. Here's... That's confusing because there's two MJ's then. Okay, so well, a few things. We're way <laughs> off topic. Yeah, that's fine. But first of all, MJ is Mary Jane Watson traditionally, which is who Kirsten Dunst is. But oh, Zendaya, Zendaya a plays character. a different character who just goes by MJ. Oh. And so there was a big scandal at Sony when they had their emails leaked and hacked when they were making this deal with Disney and Marvel about, you know, who you have the rights to in terms of Spider-Man and like, okay, you can make Spider-Man, you can make Peter Parker. As they long as he's white, right? They stipulated that Peter Parker must be a young white male yeah. with like brown hair or something. Like, yeah. like they got really specific. And I'm not sure if they said the same things about MJ or Mary Jane Watson. So Zendaya, who they wanted I think to it's pronounced Zendaya. Zendaya, okay. sorry. Um, you know, that she doesn't fit that this the the She's comic black, book character so. right exactly <laughs> so the the description so where were we <laughs> um but anyway so that's all the robbie that, ray's version yeah and all that spider-man stuff that's all rumors you never know what can happen another global pandemic could break out and it all just goes to the shit oh, God, so but yeah so back to ghost rider um yeah agents of shield takes place within the marvel cinematic universe and um robbie reyes i thought i think it was gabriel luna was the was the actor who portrayed him and I thought he did a great job with it. And his main thing is he has all the same powers and stuff and, and everything as Ghost Rider, Nick Cage version. Um, but he drives like, what is it, a Camaro or a Charger? I don't know if you have it written there or not. But he drives like a muscle car instead okay, of a motorcycle. Instead of a motorcycle. So That's that cool. like lights up in flames. And like how we saw in the first one how Sam Elliott rode a flaming uh, horse, horse skeleton. And then we, we kind of see that in this uh, movie as well. Yeah, sort of. We'll touch on it. <laughs> yeah, so. But I thought it was good. So maybe yeah. one day they'll make a Robbie Ray's Ghost, Ghost Rider, Rider movie, movie and Nick Cage will play the devil. That would be cool. That would be really cool. I'd love he would that. Lo he would love that. And I honestly think that you don't. You know, if you have the right to Robbie Reyes, Robbie Reyes, you know, speaking of, gen you know, gender and, and race, like Robbie Reyes doesn't have to be male, technically. Yeah. Like, I, I so think it'd be cool actually, to see Nick a female Cage Ghost Rider. has come out and said that it would be really interesting to do it with a female Ghost Rider. Yeah, I thought I remembered you saying that. That's why I brought it up. He did say that. Another thing that he said about 
kind of related to how he wants this one to be rated R mm-hmm. and how this one this movie is going to be different from the last the first Ghost Rider movie. He says, quote, he's not eating jelly beans anymore. He's getting drunk. And do you remember in the first Ghost Rider movie that he was obsessed? Wait, what was it with like woodland creatures? No, it was was a a, a TV show about monkeys. (laughs) Monkeys. And jelly beans. Eating jelly beans. And then he was like a neat freak or something. Yeah, he was just this awkward, like kind of quirky, (laughs) awkward, like nerd. You remember the scene where he gets interviewed by Ava Mendez Uh and he's on camera and he Uh does like a a Talladega Nights, like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, and he's just so kind of awkward and sort of likable, but like. He, but also like very little personality. And what we were, what I, what really stands out from the first movie is how little he screamed. Right. Except for his major transformation. His transformation. But like, that's an understandable scream. And on this podcast, we talk a lot about when is the scream justified, when is the scream not justified? All the screams in that first Ghost Rider movie I thought were justifiable. Mm. There are screams in this movie that are absolutely not justified in any sense of the word. No, there's a whole scene that I'm going to insert later. It's going to be fun. So some other um, crazy things that Nick did for this movie that Mm. he clearly didn't do for the last one. Oh, my God. He decided that he wanted to weird out the crew. And all of... The Ghost Rider scenes, when he is transformed into the Ghost Rider, his head is a skull, so it's all CGI. Mm -hmm. Like, they just replace his head with a skull, and it's on fire. So there's no need for an actor to paint their face or wear prosthetics or anything like that if it's all going to just be CGI'd. But Nick decided that it would be great if he showed up to set in a full Baron Semity makeup, which... I believe that was a character from the 1973 film Live and Let Die. Mm. And I can g- go back and show you this photo and look him up. Right. Um, if, it's, if you're interested, it's it's yeah. just a very classic skull yeah. makeup where it's like white um, around the face and then all the features have like black. Right. So it's as opposed to something like a sugar skull that might be really colorful. Yeah, exactly. It's just um, black and white. It's kind of standard, like what you might see on Halloween. But, but like, he wore that Super to unnecessary set. to wear to set. And I, what I want to know is, did he paint it himself or did he hire someone to paint it for him? Good question. I have a feeling he Let painted it himself. Let us know in the comments. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And he wanted to get into the part using conventional makeup techniques. That's what, that's what he said. Mm. Arrest. He was arrested in 2011, and I forgot about it. <laughs> looks at her notes, sees the word arrest, and then goes, oh, my God, and pulls up the, pulls up the, the article. on the article. Nick Cage, this is 2011, so sorry I missed it in our last mm-hmm. podcast. Nick Cage was arrested in, in, in the New Orleans French Quarter District on April 15th, 2011, for suspicion of domestic abuse battery, disturbing the peace, and public intoxication, the triple mm. whammy. Mm. A police officer was flagged down by onlookers after Cage allegedly grabbed his wife's upper arm while appearing to be under the influence of alcohol. Cage was held in, in police custody until a bail of $11,000 was posted by Dwayne Dog Chapman. That's right, Dwayne Dog. He later ordered... To, wait a second. He was later ordered... Wait, what's wrong? Did we keep, stop recording? No, 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 no. Oh. Keep, keep going. I think I know who Dwayne Dog is. He was later ordered to appear in court on May 31st, 2011. The New Orleans DA announced that the charges against Nick Cage had been dropped earlier that week. Do you know who Dwayne Dog Chapman is or Dog Chapman? Is he from... Um... He's Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, I was going to... Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say, but I couldn't find the words to say it. I didn't realize that last time we recorded. Yeah. That's so, so much more fun. So 11K was posted by Dog the Bounty Hunter. That's hilarious. Really ironic that he's a bounty hunter and posting bail for someone. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, that seems to go against his principles. We saw Dog the Bounty Hunter we, in Philly Yeah, that was like your f- first... Celebrity encounter. Celebrity sighting in Philadelphia. Yeah, we, we were just and driving then, down. And well, our there. second one, we walked past Jason Siegel, Siegel on yeah. the street. I also walked past uh, Bernie Sanders in an airport once. I just meant in Philly. But... Oh, in Philly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, 
<laughs> oh my god, that's Dog the Bounty Hunter. It's Dog I can't the believe Hunter. you're not freaking out more than I am. I that's amazing. I really don't know much about Dog the Bounty Hunter. Do you know what he looks like? At yeah, least? yeah. Okay. I saw him. <laughs> of course, they're friends. Is what I'm trying. Is what oh I'm yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's incredible. I bet Dog listens to Weston Cage's music. Oh yeah. Oh, and that was the other point, right? That Weston and Nick got arrested in the same, in the same year. year. But Weston oh, Cage, Weston... It, was, it was more like a mental health issue. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So he wasn't. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't arrested. He was just taken to a oh, mental detained, facility. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's all I got here. Wow that that's fun. We went a little long on the on the intro, I think longer I did than last usual. Time too. But it's so interesting to me that Dwayne Dog the Bounty Hunter Chapman bailed him out, and he wore face paint to set. Oh my god, good stuff. Just another day in the life of one Nicholas Kim Copel Cage. <sighs> Incredible. So we're gonna go to our next segment, unless there's anything else. But you put your notes away, so I'm guessing that's a no. And I also verbalized, I don't have anything else. Oh, I may have missed that <laughs> in, in gathering talk my about, notes. Talk about, <laughs> you always say, I don't listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally at our last recording, <laughs> I was talking about something like, it was like, oh, and anyway, that's why Spider-Man went to Sony. And then you look up at me and you go, isn't Spider-Man at Sony? <laughs> and I was like, yes, Han. I uh, just said those words. I'm an asshole. No, it's okay. I do the same thing. Sometimes when I go back and edit, I'll be like, that was a really funny thing that Hannah said, and I didn't react because I'm like, that happens at, a lot. I'm looking You're at my notes so, and, yeah. and going like, okay, what do I have to say next? What do I have to say next? Don't be nervous. It's just us here. <laughs> All our listeners are very understanding. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So we're going to go through this movie, Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene, and I'm going to do my damnedest to remember the transitions between scenes because, you know. I, I feel like I nailed it last time. What do you mean the transitions? Time. I feel like I nailed it last time. Like why they go from one scene to another. I forget that Is entirely. there ever a reason? <laughs> there kind of is in this movie. There are some movies where there is no reason. Like like your deadfalls or your no. like wild at hearts or something. Yikes. Those movies with very little. Substance. Yes. Not that this has any either. So the first time we see Nicolas Cage is actually we don't see him. But it's a voiceover of him recapping the first movie. And what can we say about this voiceover and recap? Because they're showing cartoons from the first movie, except none of the cartoons are anything that happened in the first movie. And then they show live action remakes of scenes yeah. from the first movie. Yeah. You made a first movie. Just cut in those damn scenes. I yelled about this last time and I'm still fucking passionate about it. <laughs> it makes no sense. They own the rights to the movie I don't get it. Why do you need to recast all of the characters from the first one mm -hmm. instead of just taking clips from the first one? Right. Because he's like, oh, I sold my soul to the devil. And then it's like and a different actor who plays young Nick and then a different actor who plays the fucking devil. So like, why? Yeah. Just use the scenes just from the first the one. Just use the scenes. You own it. Right. Or don't do a voiceover like that. Yeah. Or, well, I mean, don't make this movie. <laughs> or that. Incredible. So also, Nick Cage is speaking very differently in this movie. So he had a pretty normal, you know, cadence to his voice in the first one. In this one, he's got like this William Shatner delivery <laughs> where it's, I am the ghost rider. And I'm like, what are you doing? What is this choice? He's trying something. So anyway, after, the, after that, we also see early on that there's some really unsettling camera movement in this movie. <laughs> like, it's not a steady cam. It's somebody with the camera on their shoulder and they're like shaking around like a camcorder honestly yeah and it's almost like i guess they're trying to say they're trying to evoke like a sense of chaos exactly they're trying to give some sort of mood that there's you know unsettling maybe i it worked i'm unsettled <laughs> uh also before we get into what actually happens in this scene you had noticed that he has incredibly dry lips oh right crusty crusty <laughs> So, Get some Vaseline on them. So Nick Cage is hiding in Eastern Europe somewhere in some sort of abandoned warehouse in, or some abandoned building. And who shows up but his old buddy, who we all know and love, Idris Elba. You know, that person who From wasn't the first in the first movie. movie. Not Sam Elliott, but Idris Elba shows Not up. Not Eva Mendes. Not Eva Mendes. They don't, now that we're getting into the plot of the yeah. movie, I have to mention... 
his whole motivation mm. in the first movie to stay like alive and keep pressing forward even though he has this debilitating situation mm. by becoming the ghost rider was number one his relationship with his father and number two his relationship with ava mendez yeah. and who doesn't exist in the second movie she who must not be named no like not even a sentence to write her off no. it wasn't even like oh nick what happened to ava mendez oh she and i broke up Right. Okay, like I what well, sure. She couldn't stand fine. that I was the ghostwriter. Yeah, like we just didn't work out. I'm here in Eastern Europe. She's there in the United States. Right. Nothing. No. No mention of her. She may as well have never existed. <laughs> no. No. So Idris Elba shows up and he says, Hey, listen. The devil is walking the earth. And in order to for the devil to be more powerful, he had a son and he's going to transfer his power into his son. So you, as the ghost rider, are one of the only people in the world who can help us stop this transfer of power. And if you help us stop this, if you help us protect the boy, then we'll take your ghost rider. We have a means of getting rid of this curse. That is the ghost rider. So Nick Cage agrees. I have a lot to say about that plan which maybe we'll unpack as we keep going but first of all the devil in this movie is not mephisto or mephistopheles <laughs> and I, we know it's not peter fonda okay they couldn't get the same actor but the devil goes by rourke in this one <laughs> and the whole thing about the devil is mm-hmm. he's not a human so i yeah. understand if he wants to appear in different human form sure so by having a different actor play him isn't the main problem no yeah you can write that off yeah by having a different actor portray him in the flashback is doesn't make sense like why not just have the flashback of peter fonda but i digress you're also already making cartoons (laughs) make cartoons just make more cartoons the fuck anyway yeah what's his name rourke rourke r-o-a-r-k-e why i don't know is that from like a a comic uh, probably but i didn't look it up because i was so upset about it <laughs> and then idrizel was like oh the devil goes by many names it's like okay. so they write that off as quickly as they could have written off ava mendez's existence <laughs> <laughs> oh my god apologies to our listeners uh hannah's just going to be shouting into the mic all all evening here so nick cage then decides to he, he'll do anything i guess to get rid of his ghost rider curse so he agrees, and Idris Elba says, okay, well, your Ghost Rider powers, you can track the boy. So Nick Cage tracks the boy down. Did not know this was one of his powers. <laughs> Nick Cage... Also, we don't know how many years later this is either. Yeah, it's true. Maybe he developed more. Yeah, like this could be like a thousand years later. Right? Can he not die? Uh, Well, it's probably not a thousand years later unless, you know, oh, car manufacturers right. we, stopped. We mentioned yeah. this in the last one. <laughs> but it could be like 10, 15 years later, which it almost sort of was in real life because didn't they film the first Ghost Rider movie really early and then they released it later? Yeah, and they did a lot of reshoots. Yeah, yeah. So he tracks the mother and the son of the devil down to an, another abandoned warehouse, abandoned quarry type of area, which if you're filming... If you're if you're so adamant about filming on location in Turkey and Romania, why are you filming in exclusively abandoned warehouses? Because it's cheap. Right, but are they that much cheaper than filming? I mean, you have to pay for permits to film in certain areas. Like you would have to block if you film in a public place. Like you have to block off traffic. Right, but there's no traffic. They need an abandoned warehouse to film in, and but all the cast and the crew is romanian so why not get in a is it that much cheaper to yeah, fly like taxes in, in, and shit i guess it's upsetting that's why that's why a lot of american films film in canada yeah all right i guess you're right i guess you're right so nick cage as ghost rider shows up to where the mom and the son are and they're being held captive by one of the devil's gophers this guy who's a dead ringer for kurt russell Looks exactly I like Kurt Russell's son. I completely forgot this man exists. Although Kurt Russell's son. I wrote KRS for Kurt Russell's son. He is decidedly not He's Wyatt not, we Russell. We looked him up, but we're still going to call him Kurt Russell's son Kurt for Russell's the duration son. of this podcast. Thank so, you very much. Nick Cage 
decides to try to, you know, just get rid of these guys so that he can get the boy, but he gets rocked by a couple of grenade launchers. So he gets, you know, thrown away. He also, when he first shows up, we're like, oh, that's clearly Nick Cage under there because he starts sort of like bobbing and weaving a little bit before. under the CGI head. Yeah, yeah. He starts bobbing and weaving a little bit before he starts like whipping people and doing the penance stare and like lighting people on fire. Yeah. So because he gets rocked, he must have get gotten knocked unconscious and lines up, winds up at the hospital, where he gets woken up by a nurse. And no longer as the ghost rider. No longer. Yes, thank you. And the nurse is like, "Hey, the police want to speak to you." Oh my god, this! And so he starts immediately flirting with the nurse, which is really horrible. It's worse than put this coffee somewhere raunchy, <laughs> <laughs> which I said at our ghost rider. Or our our, our drive angry yeah. episode. Yeah. He's really, really just not flirting. on his game. <laughs> He's not. And then she, you know when she says, "Hey, that I'm gonna go get the okay. Well, I'm gonna go get the police." He screams, no! which is our first scream of the movie. But it's not going to be our best. Don't you worry. Or last. Yeah, or last. So Hannah and I were thinking. Okay, why is he flirting with this nurse? It must be because he wants to escape. He must be handcuffed to the bed. So they show the nurse go to get the cops or whatever, and then they go back to Nick Cage, and he's just up and standing in the room. Like, he was not captive. He, he was not arrested. He was not detained. So why was he flirting with the nurse? Maybe they cut the scene down. Uh, maybe. That's my only explanation. It makes no sense so that's why i'm thinking maybe they cut the scene down yeah i know but like i don't know han i just don't like it all right (laughs) he then on his way out escaping the hospital runs into the mom of the devil's son oh the devil's baby mama yes the devil's baby mama she will be known as the devil's baby mama and i wrote in my notes that this scene between nick cage and the devil's baby mama explains nothing but also everything all at the same time (laughs) because they somehow reach an understanding that those two are going to drive together to go find the boy who was captured by kurt russell's son even though she has no reason to trust him she doesn't know who who he is i don't know i like you said i barely remember this movie she's like he's like hey i'm the ghost rider i'm here to help and she's like oh you know idris elba he's like yeah we're bros and the devil's baby mama said, oh, I tried to evade him earlier, but I shouldn't have because I know he was just trying to help me. So I trust you. So like, let's go save my son. Why would you trust that? <laughs> I don't know. Your son is the son of the devil being captured by these terrible men. Why, why would you trust this guy who looks like Nick Cage <laughs> stumbling out of a hospital? <laughs> you idiot. So they're in the car. All right. They're in the car. Nick Cage and the Devil's Baby Mama, and even Nick Cage says, "You're the Devil's Baby Mama," and I realize that the son's does name. Does he actually say that? He does say that. Yeah, <gasps> I didn't know that. And I realize that the son's name is Danny, which doesn't matter. He's well, just the son. <laughs> right, you're right. But so oh, Danny, oh, sorry. Okay. Danny Ketch is the one who takes over for uh, Johnny Blaze in the comics, so that's probably why he's named Danny, which I thought was a nice little callback. Got it. So then, then Nick Cage starts to describe the devil. And how the devil works and how the devil walks on earth. And they transition to a voiceover and more cartoons and more random imagery of the devil. And it's all these like oh. devilish <laughs> kind of dark and twisted like imagery. There's like a John Wayne Gacy type clown. Serial killers and yeah, clowns and like fire and brimstone. And then, and then it like ends with just a very plain picture of Jerry Springer. <laughs> like, like it's just Jerry Sp- Like, Jerry, Jerry. Like, is he the devil? Yeah. He's not a... Uh, sure, he's no saint, I guess. I mean, you I know... I don't know much about him. I don't know much about him. I, I know a little bit, but he's not the devil. In 2012, did he have a big controversy? Even still, why you gotta call him out like that? Maybe the producer is like best friends with him or something. I hope so. 
I hope it wasn't like they had some minor argument five years ago and it's like he like took his parking spot. Yeah. Yeah, he took his parking spot at like a grocery store. Like I fucking hate that guy. If I ever get a chip. If I ever make a movie, he's gonna be the devil. I'm gonna compare that motherfucker to the devil. You you might as well be the devil, that guy. Take him to a parking spot. You son of a bitch. Got got a got a table at the restaurant before I did, even though I got here first. Jerry Springer, got his, got his food first. So anyway, that happened. Also, in that voiceover and in this scene in the car, Nick Cage is, he's talking like this. I'm the Ghost Rider. Like he's a winded William Shatner with a Nick Cage timbre. Anyhow. It's going to be my new Instagram. <laughs> a, wind, a, winded. a winded William Shatner with a Nicholas Cage timbre. So in the car... Nick Cage suddenly can't track the boy anymore. So they need to figure out where can they find the boy. And the mother says, okay, I know someone who knows where Kurt Russell's son is. And it's apparently some guy who runs like cage matches or like a fight club. So they go to this guy and Nick Cage intimidates this guy in order to get information out of him. And I'm just going to let this scene play out. Enjoy. Long time, lady. You look good. Shut up. Shut up. He's been talking to Kerrigan the last couple of days and a few hours ago. John? You're talking to Kerrigan. I talked to a lot of people. Hey, I got what you need for those shakes, my friend. Uh, Kerrigan must have told me about that thing that killed his men last night, huh? Yeah? That thing is inside of me. See, you're a bad man. And this thing, the writer, he feeds on Batman and he's hungry. He's hungrier than he's been years, and that's why I'm shaking. Because right now, the only thing standing between you and the writer is me. And he's just... He's, he's scraping at the door. Scraping at the door. Who am I if you don't tell me what I want to know? I'm going to let him out. And when he's done with you, there won't be anything left. Do you understand? Do you understand? Shake your head yes or no. Uh-huh. Good, good girl. Where's Kerrigan? What's a kid? The kid Kerrigan! You will tell me I would eat just thinking so! The glory! The Lord God's poor man is putting together a goddamn army. I know the place. Well, you're not going to mention this conversation to anyone, are you? No. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. All right, that's a good idea. Yeah, good idea. John! Uh, we gotta go. We gotta go. Amazing scene. Amazing scene he there. He says it twice, right? I think he does say it twice in there. I don't know. I, I only relate to him. Yeah, you guys just heard it. I only relate what I wrote down. But I love that scraping at the door. Incredible. So he it's then such a departure from his character in the first movie too. Uh, yeah, that that's what was so amazing about this. I scene. mean, he's been living with this curse for a while now, so perhaps that's why he's like gone a little nutty. I guess. So I don't know. then comes if there's an iconic scene in this movie, it's the next scene, which is now that he knows where Kurt Russell's son and the boy are. He hops on his bike and he kind of slowly, it's almost like he's trying to fight transforming into the Ghost Rider. And he's laughing. When he's on the ground? No, it's he's on his bike. And he's riding his bike and he's laughing maniacally. And like half of his face. Oh, starts turning into a skull. Yeah. And then like it goes back and it's really bad CGI. And (laughs) it's, it's fun. It's scary. And it's like. It's, again, it's really, really quick clips of him. Like, they'll show him from the side. They'll show him from the front. They'll show him a close-up. They'll show him from behind. They'll show him from a a wide lens. Like, it's really, really quick. And, again, it's really odd camera work, I think. Mm -hmm. So... Like, they were definitely trying to be artsy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So then he tracks down Kurt Russell's son to an abandoned warehouse or, or quarry or some shit. Like I said, like, it's all just abandoned places. And Kurt Russell's, son. Kurt Russell's son is there and he's got big missiles, but it doesn't qu- it hurts Ghost Rider, but it doesn't it doesn't quite kill Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider hops on like this giant 
mechanical tractor farm it's huge and he turns that into like a flaming vehicle to essentially finish off killing all the bros and killing everybody and creating mass destruction and he ends up saving the boy and as he get but as he gets closer to the boy his ghost rider powers start to go away like as he gets closer and closer he becomes less and less like the ghost rider and more and more like nick cage so we know that the boy is the son of the devil so there's something going on there so do they ever really explain no. why that happens no no, no. Yeah, okay so nick cage the boy and the mother are now at a rest stop where they have a very odd interaction between the three of them nick cage and the boy look over at another father and son even though nick cage and the boy are not father right. and son and Nick Cage reaches up and, like, brushes the kid's hair back, even though he's got very short hair. Yeah. And he's like, oh, there was a bee. I'm sorry. And he also, like... It's like he's on a first date with... With the like kid. A, yeah. And they're just talking, and then he's, like, <laughs> chugging a giant thing of water. He's like, we need to go talk to Idris Elba. Yeah, he <laughs> chugs, like, a full pitcher of water. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We have to go to a holy land. So now they're in the car on their way to the Holy Land to meet up with Idris Elba. So that he can get his Ghost Rider curse taken away. And it would be a safe place to protect the boy. Yeah. So they're on the bed of a pickup truck with Nick Cage's motorcycle. And he's kind of working on the motorcycle with the boy. And then Devil's Baby Mom is driving? Yes. Okay. At like high speeds on the highway. <laughs> and, there's and they're just two. in the bed of the truck. I mean, I guess they're kind of immortal because he's Ghost Rider and he's the Devil's son. But half. Half, half Devil. But the boy is like, have you ever peed as, have you ever had to pee as the ghost rider? Which is like an honest question that a boy might jokingly ask. Yeah. And Nick Cage goes, oh, it's a lot like peeing through a, a fire hose or something like that. And a he, flamethrower. Of play, peeing like a flamethrower through a fire hose or something along those lines. And he gets up and does almost like the suck it symbol and goes like. And then. The background all turns black. How yep. do I explain this? Yeah. So then they cut to very briefly a shot of a CGI Ghost Rider, like from the backside, and you see like flame coming out of where his the Ghost Rider penis would be. Right. But the whole background is black. Right. Yeah. Like it cuts away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, why? That's the scene, by the way, that they put in all of the, in the commercials. Trailer? In the trailers. That's yeah. Lame. Yeah, it would be that like... That scene was so fucking lame. be like, coming this fall, Ghost Rider 2. Penis like, jokes. <laughs> yeah, and be like, look at my dick. <laughs> Can the Ghost Rider pee? Probably not, right? He's I mean, all he bones. He just drank a whole fucking gallon of water, so... But he's, he's all bones. Is, does he have internal organs? He's got one, one bone. <laughs> hey that's That's what you're here for. <laughs> the obvious penis jokes by one Miss Hannah Martin. <laughs> So anyhow, that was weird. So they head to this holy land and he shows up and he gives a really awkward head nod to a monk who's got pen all over his face. And if I remember correctly, you had said that the actor. Yeah, he spent so long in the makeup chair on the first day of shooting, getting this like writing all over his face that he decided that he didn't want to do it anymore with yeah. the with the makeup. So he would just like live in that makeup for the whatever week that they were shooting and not shower, I guess, and just like go home to his hotel room with like the pen marks all over him. So I will say like it's very inconsistent as oh, yeah. to how dark the pen is because it certainly fades over time and it just looks like they put like a big blue pen on his face yeah and wrote yeah little like notes Latin. like i would in fucking middle school you know all over my page <laughs> mrs hannah cage <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what i was writing yeah so he's here at this holy land with idris elba the boy the baby the devil's baby mama and these monks with, with ink all over their faces, like Latin phrases or something. He and Nick Cage and Idris Elba go into this wine cellar where Idris Elba starts describing exactly what the Ghost Rider is. And Sorry, it, how did Idris Elba get roped into this? I don't if know. both Ava Mendes and Peter Fonda said no. I don't know. I feel like he's on a similar caliber to them, if not higher. And he must have either just done or is about to do 
Oh, the the uh, Thor. Thor movie. He has the same contact lenses. Yeah, he wears like those like bright contacts. Do you think that he just didn't take them out for he a few didn't. years? Yeah, he probably didn't. He probably went from one set to the other because Thor came out in. Where did they film Thor in Romania? No, no, they filmed it in like Arizona or something, like like oh. somewhere in the southwest. Most of it, at least. Everything else was on a soundstage, probably in L.A. or Vancouver or something, or Georgia. They do a lot of filming. Atlanta, in yeah, yeah. So uh, anyhow, then an, so as he as Idris Elba is explaining what the Ghost Rider is and where the Ghost Rider came from, they start to do another voiceover with cartoons. And what we ultimately learn is that there was an angel, the spirit of I wrote justice it down, justice, yes, who fell from heaven and was supposed to protect man and provide justice, but saw how unjust humans were and saw the corruption on earth that the spirit of justice became the spirit of vengeance and then started working for the devil as the ghost rider. Why do angels fall? Uh, I don't know. They either disagree with something or they get kicked out or they, you know, I don't know. What we, does it we saw take whole... to become an angel? Uh, I don't know. Like a city of angels. Uh, yeah, we saw it all in City of Angels. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember any of that. yeah. So go back and listen to our City of Angels episode, <laughs> Maybe <Han>. I need <laughs> to. So anyhow. So spirit of vengeance, spirit of justice. And this They're one, all the same. And this one, they again show quick flashes of things and like the corruption of man. And it was like people looting and rioting. And then they and Jerry just showed, Springer. <laughs> and they didn't show Jerry Springer, but they did show like a sexy lady. Like <laughs> right, just yeah. like a woman in a bikini. And it's like, how dare humans be so corrupt in her bikini? And sexy. <laughs> and how dare her be sexy? You're unjust, unworthy. <laughs> so in order to transform back into the Ghost Rider, Nick Cage has to go down into some, or I'm sorry, to get rid of the Ghost Rider. He's got to go down into some tomb and admit that he's he didn't sign the deal with the devil. For his for dad, his he did dad. it for himself. Yeah, some bullshit. So he goes Which down to- makes no sense either. Yeah, he goes down to this tomb and as he's- sort of transforming he's not really transforming he's not really doing anything he's laying on the ground and sort of writhing around and he ultimately screams which i don't know where that came from i had theorized in our last recording that it came from sweet christmas which is luke cage the comic book character who he has his moniker after yes that's like his catchphrase is sweet christmas so maybe it came from i that? think merry christmas you filthy animals but yeah maybe i don't know season, so. so nick cage comes out of the tomb looks around and says he's looking for for idris elba and screams <laughs> Turns out that the monks turned on him and they were going to kill the boy and uh, they instead, you know, knock out, well, Nick Cage is preoccupied, but they knock out uh, Idris Elba and, they, and, and the boy is about to be killed. But who comes and takes the boy? Kurt Russell's son. And in the meantime, that I glossed over, Kurt Russell's son oh, right. becomes a character known as Blind Spot or Blackout. He becomes Blackout who can like decay people and also like make them lose their vision except for themselves and the him. devil like gives him these like zombie-esque powers yeah he's he's like a zombie he, like, looking. looks like a zombie now yeah and he's... no longer like kurt russell's son no <laughs> but he's still kurt russell's son to us <laughs> in our hearts yes so they decide now idris elba and nick cage and the mother the devil's baby mama decide that they got to do something. They got to go save the boy. So they track them down to an abandoned castle, again, abandoned uh, <laughs> location, and where the devil is going to publicly transfer his power to his son. In oh, front sorry. Of... I, what I wanted to say uh -huh. is the scenes with the monks were all filmed on like real Turkish ruins. It was pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah, it is. A, it was a pretty cool area. So cool all right, set. I'll give him that one. Yeah. So... They go to this abandoned castle, abandoned amphitheater type of place because the devil wants the world's leading corrupt politicians. It's a politicians. really cool looking amphitheater no, in the Turkish ruins. I know, but I don't think it's within the ruins. I think it's elsewhere because they have to go travel to it, I think. 
I don't really remember. It's not important. But what is important is that they see all of these people in black robes walking into this oh, amphitheater. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get you to remember. Sorry, I didn't <laughs> and, recall this. And Nick Cage is like, who are all these people? And Idris Elba's like, these are the world's most corrupt politicians. They want to say, <laughs> it's like, wait, what? They're in on it? And they're all wearing matching black robes? And they start chanting the thing from Finding Nemo. What is it? While the devil... The world's most corrupt politician. Apparently. Like, I didn't understand this movie. is political now. Apparently. It's a real statement on society. We just live in a society, don't we? We are just living in a society. And so the devil and the sun are on their knees on the stage of this this amphitheater, <laughs> and the 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 power is being transferred. Uh, uh, oh, oh. And they and they decide that because Nick Cage doesn't have his Ghost Rider powers, that he was going to grab the boy while Idris Elba distracts everybody. Idris Elba gets got by Kurt Russell's son, and Nick Cage is about to grab the boy, but he gets pinned down. And the boy looks at the devil after the transfer is complete. And he's like, I have all of your powers. And he's like, yes, you do, my boy. And he looks over at Nick Cage, who I guess he's now close with. And Nick Cage is like, it's okay. Yeah, because he brushed his hair back. He's like, I want it. I'll give it to me. And so they, the boy jumps on Nick Cage, vomits Ghost Rider <laughs> powers back into Nick Cage. Nick Cage turns back into the Ghost Rider. And then he fucks shit up. And he fucks shit up. There's a quick car chase. He uh, has a has a big fight with Kurt Russell's son, which was fun, cool, I guess, sort of. He grabs Rourke, the devil, by the chains. He launches him up and throws him back down into hell. But in all the commotion, the boy looks as though he may have died. And the mother's holding the boy in his arms. Nick Cage runs over to them as Nick Cage, not as Ghost Rider. And... Uh, he looks at his hand, which is a, now a skeleton, and it's oh got blue flames. And he's like, what does he say? Oh, I wrote it down. The spirit of I could, justice. I could feel the angel inside of me. Oh, my God. Is that what he says? That's what he says. That's so I much I can feel worse. the angel inside of me. So he's still I can the, feel it. And he brings the boy back to life, and he rides off into the sunset, and now a blue-flamed motorcycle. Because he's ends. now assumed to be the spirit of justice and not the spirit of vengeance. Wow, this fucking movie. Fucking cool, right? Wow, this movie. Really cool, right? This movie's so, so bad. Cool. Any closing cool thoughts, Han? This movie's so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> no, this movie sucked. Yeah. So I would like to do a brief segment, if you'll indulge me, which we did last time. This is okay. Steve's rapid thought. Steve's rapid fire closing thoughts. Let's hear him. Okay. Uh, that was horrible. Mm-hmm. Harder to follow than the first. Really? Who greenlit this thing? A uh, few production companies. David S. Goyer and Scott Gimple wrote this? David, uh, apparently. David S. Goyer was, co-wrote The Dark Knight and Scott Gimple co-wrote The Walking Dead. Well, we all make mistakes. <laughs> this movie is like picking up a Ghost Rider comic, asterisk. And that asterisk is, it's like picking up a random comic where I don't know any of the characters and I don't know what's happening in continuity. Yeah, they're, they're no, not the same movie. Uh, no mention of Ava Mendez. Who? <laughs> uh zach snyder 300 came out in 2006 watchman came out in 2009 this movie also did a lot of speeding up and slowing down of the camera not effective no uh at least they didn't kiss question mark Why Who, not... him and his son no yeah right <laughs> why not use characters from the first well you answered that for me uh hated the camera work in the beginning i actually did like they what they changed about the way he moved he moved more ghost like and demon like in yeah. this one, which I thought was a little bit more effective. That's the effective. one thing that we liked from this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, what happened to his spikes? He had a big spiky jacket and spiky belt. They fell off. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Couldn't afford it. Uh, they. Okay. Okay. They reused stock audio. So we did a whole bit, which I don't want to do. No, it wasn't interesting at all. I didn't think it was particularly funny. It it was funny in theory. We meaning Steve. I had very little to do with this bit that you did. This was entirely your bit. What? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that. Yeah. So a <laughs> few things to note, which I glossed over from talking about the movie. First is that the Ghost Rider also makes a sound in this movie which i don't think he made in the first one and that sound is the exact same clicking noise that you might hear from uh the predator does the same thing and the smoke monster from lost 
It's like this quick little clicking sound, which, yeah, it's like that. And I I don't know why they opted to do that and not come up with a different noise or do nothing at all. Also, there's a bit where Nick Cage is in the car chase at the end and one of the bad guys is on him. So he throws the, one of the bad guys off the truck that he's on. Mm-hmm. And it's just that classic like, ah! like it's a scream that you've heard in other movies and TV shows before. Right. So now I recall, okay, to be fair, this was my bit. I will take full responsibility for it. And I think that we should do it in this one because I thought that it was really funny. I I struggled because I'll it's improv heavy. You, yeah. Well, as we know, <laughs> yeah. Steve's improv is coming up with things like, I'll put that coffee where it feels good or whatever it's fuck you said. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Now I'm remembering. Okay. It's all coming back to me so now. So let me set it up a little here. So because I had made the argument why are you using a stock scream mm-hmm. of someone falling off a truck? And, why and then not? I also said you made a first movie where you had the rights to not only the pictures, as we've already discussed, but also the sound. The so like pick some sound from the first one. Sure. And cut it in. Or like just get your actor on the day to be like, all right, when you get thrown off the truck now, like, I want ah. you to just, we'll mic you up and we'll just scream a little. Ah. Right. Why use a stock? It's like a lot of times when you, We'll watch a TV show or something. Like a sitcom. A sitcom. You'll hear not only the laugh track is the same laugh track that they've been using since like the 60s, mm-hmm. but it's also like when somebody drops a glass or drops something. Like It's the always sound- the same sound. Yeah. It's always the same dolphin sound too. You'll <laughs> yeah. hear that. Like whenever something's a dolphin. At the beach. <laughs> yeah. You hear like a, that it's just so like you, you hear it over and over and, and a lot of times you don't pick it up, but I picked it up mm-hmm. and I just struggled to understand why. Yeah. So Hannah's bit was, we will provide some free listeners, free stock, free audio. stock audio just for you. Happy holidays, everyone. Wow, this is gift. our gift to you. So our first stock audio is going to be the sound of surprise. So on the count of three, we're going to be mm. surprised. Okay. And then you can use this, you know, at your own will. Mm-hmm. Any, any. Any films that you're putting out, you, mm. you may use this audio in. We ha- you have our permission. It's only two of us, so it's not a group surprise. That's so it's okay. Very, so it's if very there's niche. only two people that need to be surprised, and you have mute actors that cannot <laughs> portray a surprise, uh-huh. have no fear. We are here. Ready? One, two, three. <gasps> okay. And now we're going to portray the emotion of fear. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> do you want to do a third? Comedy comes in threes. Yeah, yeah. So the first one was surprise. The do you s- already forget? <laughs> <laughs> Are you asking me? <laughs> the second one was fear. The third one will be elation. We are so elated to elated. be here. Okay. So happy. Except- okay. Okay, mm-hmm. ready? One, two, three. Yay! There you go. We also moved our mics away for that one because we were a little loud on the last one. So if you have to amplify that a little bit, that's on you. Yeah, just cut it in, cut it out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you'll bing, figure it bing, out. Bing, bang, bop. <laughs> bing, 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 bop. Anyway. That's that. that. That's my bit that's on the, the podcast. <laughs> that's my bit on the stock audio. And then my last line was, uh, this came out, the same year or a year before the Avengers, which is amazing to me. The first Avengers movie. Why is it amazing? Because the quality just like oh, doesn't so, so different. Match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now it is time for our Nick Cage Awards an hour or so later. Let's do it. I think we already assigned these, but um, we can go remember. back over them. <laughs> Please hold. Do you have them all written down? Um, I might. I just have to. I didn't know that you wrote them. No, not all of them. I I just write down the categories and the order that we and do the them ranking. In. Yeah, I add in the ranking. Yeah. Okay. Ready. Mm-hmm. Best supporting actor. I think we gave it to Idris Elba, or the boy. Probably Idris Elba. Yeah, even though... He's the only other real actor in this. Yeah, even though his (laughs) accent went in and out. It's fine. He was French, and then he was British, and then he was French, and then he was British. Uh, Best dressed, I guess it's as Ghost Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Okay. Fine. 
uh, worst Nick Cage scene? Peeing. Mm, yeah, okay. I don't remember if that's what we gave it to last time, but I probably. Yeah. And he might not have even been there because it's uh, from behind. I don't care. I hate it. <laughs> Best scene. Um, the one with the... <laughs> <laughs> so it's the interrogation yeah, scraping yeah, yeah, out the yeah. door. And then scraping the... out the door? And then the best scream is Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you assholes. And the most nouveau shamanic moment. I think I said that it was him painting his face for set, even though his face was going to be CGI'd on anyway. Yes. So rankings, not to spoil it or not to steal your thunder or anything, but I have where you ranked it last time, and let me see if it still holds up. Yeah. You put it at 53 out of 64 Fair. between Zandali and Season of the Witch. Done. Saying that this is worse than Zandali, but better than Season of the Witch. I'm sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Don't care about either of those three films. <laughs> <laughs> either of those three. <laughs> Any of those three. <laughs> All right, so next English. week. Next week, or maybe even this weekend. I'm not sure if we'll take this weekend off or not. Yeah. We're going to be watching Stolen, which... Mm, It's just taken. It's just taken. It's it's a cash It's Liam Neeson's taken, Yeah, but with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Yeah. It's a middle-aged man is fighting Europe to find his daughter. I don't know. (laughs) Fighting the European nation. The European Union. The EU. All right. Anything else you'd like to add before we get out of here? No, this was long enough. Yeah. Enjoy our stock audio. Yes. Happy Hanukkah. Yes. And now you know why the Nick Cage Bird sings. Yes. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. Now.